So we have, I don't know the exact number. It grows by the day, but we have, uh, I don't know, over 120 speakers already confirmed. And I don't, I don't think we introduced 60 so far. And yeah, and no, not only that, uh, there's many other, not only inside the venue, but outside the venue, a lot of satellite events that I've been talking about, but some of them are not officially launched yet. So yeah, there will be a crazy number of people and stuff to do basically in Madeira for a whole week. Welcome back to the Freedom Footprint Show, the Bitcoin philosophy show with Knuts van Holm and me, Luke the Pseudofin. And we're here today with Andre Loja. He's been on the show before, so we don't have to introduce him again. But this time, Knut's actually on the show and not out sick with the plague. So this is lovely. We get uh, them both here. And the theme of today's conversation is, of course, we've been talking all about it constantly. Bitcoin Atlantis, the mega conference happening on Madeira, March 1st to 3rd. And Andre is the man behind this conference. So Andre, welcome back to the Freedom Footprint Show and can't wait to talk about Bitcoin Atlantis. Thank you, Luke. Uh, thanks for having me again. You know, thanks for, you know, being two of you. <laughs> and thanks for being <laughs> at the distance of a Zoom call instead of just plaguing me with, <laughs> with anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're not overworked or stressed or anything like that. Always. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you guys, I think you guys can imagine how, you know, how busy it's been for the last few months. But it's actually good, you know, with, with, with some peaks on the stress levels, but <laughs> the anxiety levels, but, uh, it's, it's for, it's for a good cause. So everything's good. This is shaping up to be like the best conference ever. Uh, I mean, you dropped so many good names in the last few weeks alone, like people that I didn't know were, were coming, but the, the like the, the lineup is just spectacular at this point. It's just amazing. We are very fortunate and, you know, we didn't announce half of it probably at this point. So we have, I don't know the exact number. It grows by the day, but we have, uh, I don't know, over 120 speakers already confirmed that I don't, I don't think we introduced 60 so far. And yeah, and no, not only that, uh, there's many other, not only inside the venue, but outside the venue, a lot of satellite events that I've been talking about, but some of them are not officially launched yet. So yeah, there will be a crazy number of people and stuff to do basically in Madeira for a whole week. Excellent. And it's, you, you kick the whole thing off with a golfing tournament, if, if I'm correct. Yes, I was actually just um, before joining the podcast, I was just uh, curating the last uh, words on the landing page for the, for the, for the golf tournament. Uh, we announced it, but it's, it's going live soon. The, the official landing page for the golf tournament. It's happening on the 27th. Yeah. Three days before the conference in the morning in, uh, Santa Lucia golf course, which is an amazing course in the mountains with beautiful views. It's called the whole coiner <laughs> golf challenge. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and yeah. We hope, uh, we hope it's a success, but we do have a deadline for registration. So we, we when we launch the, the, the landing page, we're going to spread out the words so people can join and, uh, soon and we'll make a success out of it. Rabbit hole in one. Uh, so yeah, uh, the backup name for you there. That's the <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully someone does it so we can pay for the drinks. Yeah. 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 Uh, of course. 
maybe we should do a, a recap of this story, if, if I may uh, try here, and you can cut in whenever you want, Andre, to, to like give you the, our listeners the backstory for this whole thing. So Andre is a multifaceted entrepreneur from the island of Madeira, who, amongst other things, does uh, Portuguese book translation. So that's how I got to know Andre. He sent me a message and uh, wanted the rights to to publish my books in Portuguese, and we so we uh, we set up a, a a contract, a deal for that. And then I met you in Miami. And Andre's side of this story is that he had. He's running a co- co-working space in Funchal. And the president came and uh, visited uh, this co-working space and started to, to say stuff about uh, how fantastic crypto was and blockchain and Web3 and all sorts of stuff. And Andre was like, ah, hold your horses, Mr. President. Uh, the, you got it all wrong. And uh, needed to find a way to, to stop this uh, sh- shitcoinery tendencies in the president. So... In order to do that, you tried to, I, I believe first you tried to get uh, Samson Mo to the, to the island, right? Or, or something like that. But uh, long yeah. story short, it all ended with you and the president and Daniel Prince and the, and the actual prince of Serbia who had just came out, uh, came out, come out of the uh, Bitcoiner closet. Uh, you ended up on the same plane together on your way to Miami. So you took the president to Miami in 2022. Uh, for Bitcoin Miami, where there are no shitcoiners at all, of course, <laughs> and uh, uh, but uh, and managed to to get him invited to a breakfast at Sailor's house, where he got orange pilled by by Mister Sailor himself for two hours. Like, you know, Bitcoin is this fantastic thing, and uh, and uh, after that, at least uh, most of the people in the the president's cabinet were orange pilled. So. And he was too, to a certain extent. So uh, you got permission to set up this Free Madeira organization with uh, me uh, and Daniel Prince and a whole bunch of other phenomenal Bitcoiners. And we spent a week together in um, in June, one and a half years ago now, uh, and made a little documentary and visited all of these beautiful old buildings and governmental buildings in Funchal, where, where we talked to a lot of people in a lot of institutions to try to orange pill them with uh, varying degrees of success. But uh, all in all, we set up the organization and there have been monthly meetups ever since in the co-working space. And there's been a bunch of other Bitcoiner activities. A bunch of Bitcoiners have moved there. And now President Miguel this year in in Amsterdam announced that uh, there will be a, a building uh specific building for Bitcoin companies and Bitcoin activities in uh, Porto Cruz. We actually have to change locations. All right, it, so there's another. So where is it now? It's going to be in Funchal, uh, but it's probably going to be in downtown Funchal, which is even better in my opinion. Of course, of course. That's where everything happens on the island. Anyway, uh, somewhere in the midst of this um, this year or, or like one and a half year that has passed, we have... Uh, at some point, we decided that we wanted to have a conference on the island. And believe it or not, the the president wanted to give us a, a football stadium to have the conference in. And this actually happened. So now there's like this mother of a Bitcoin conference in the biggest venue on the island. It's absolutely awesome how things played out there. And I'm so looking forward to this one and spending some time on 
my favorite island again. So it's a, what am I missing here? Well, not a lot. Uh, you know the, the whole story, but and I still recall that week uh, in Miami. Basically, changed my whole life. Uh, but um, it was a surreal <laughs> experience in Miami. The only goal was to do a podcast named uh, Between Two Princes in an Airbnb in Miami, but it fa- we failed miserably at the podcast, but we, oh, we, we have the opportunity of Orange Pillen Island, so let's grab it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it was, it was surreal. You know, getting two months before that, I was just... <laughs> alone pleb in, in Madara Island and uh, wasn't even considering going to Miami. And then because of a whole chain of events, uh, we did go. And the president went. Uh, we were received at Sailor's Villa. Um, nice impression, by the way. <laughs> it was almost like that for two hours. Uh, sorry, was- Mike. <laughs> and a series of events that, you know, still feel cloudy in my head, but resulted... In, by the end of Safedin's dinner, in a conversation with the president, and then an agreement to, you know, to go forward with the nonprofit that uh, you know, for the you know previous two weeks before the trip, I was already arranging in my head on how to formalize if things went well, and uh, they did, and the president agreed, and here we are. Yeah, and. Apart from the, the the new names that keep dropping in all the time, I also see a lot of posts from Madeira about more and more retailers and brick and mortar stores and pharmacies and whatnot that are starting to accept Bitcoin. So things are moving on the island, right? Yes, it's uh, you know, and we we th- we talked about this in the beginning when when we launched Free Madeira officially in yeah, it was in, in, in it was in Amsterdam as well, but last year. There was already a lot of, a lot of movement, a lot of interests, a lot of contacts. And we did start our work. And uh, at the time, there was no, not even an idea to do a conference that came later. And, um, the nonprofit has a lot of plans, um, of its own, of course, um, besides the conference, although we are very much focused on the conference because of the size of it and how, how it grew to this monster. Uh, but, um, Fribadar itself has a lot of plans on, on the education. Uh, we partnered with a lot of, of good names, like my first Bitcoin, Looking Glass, MTH. We're working on the remittances. We partnered with Lamasu ATM machines, and we have some, some workshops uh, planned to, to help uh, the community, so the diaspora. We have a lot of communities everywhere, especially Venezuela. Um, there's energy plans. Uh, plans. We're working in several... Uh, Several of them, actually, and um, some of them are, you know, involve the public power company um, with the Bitcoin mining to stabilize the grid. We live in an island, so it's it's perfect. It's not, it just needs education, and um, and some biomass project that we're working on the calculations with the with the Mark Mortons from Skilling Mining in Ireland, and Troy Cross is advising advising us through the whole process. We, as we already referenced, uh, there's a building coming. Uh, we're negotiating where we want to uh, not only have the Fremadera headquarters, but you know the co-working space um, where Bitcoiners can can work and companies, Bitcoin companies can incorporate and work from there. I have legal advice, um, tax advice. Um, we want the, the meetups and the podcast to be there. Of course, we have the education projects that we want to develop there. 
Um, there's the Sovereign Engineering Project with Gigi and Pablo that is also going through and starting at the beginning of January and, and, and many other things. And, um, you know, in the middle of all of this, uh, suddenly on one of those advisory board meetings, I dropped the idea of doing a, a conference. And, you know, but my, my idea was basically to almost replicate the, the June trip where a bunch of Bitcoiners came to the island. We had a lot of formal meetings with the public entities and the government and just, you know, going around annoying the island. Um, I wanted to do something a bit uh, more professional and have the advisory board come over so we could continue the conversations, basically. But then, because of the advisory board and people like yourself, Knut, and, and Jeff Booth and Daniel and Troy and Gigi and Obi and you know, so many others, suddenly we had, uh, you know, casual uh, messages like, you know, oh, Jack Dorsey is interested in comics, so he's confirmed. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Michael Seller also accepted to come and, you know, Jack Mahler's is in and suddenly, can we swear here? It's okay. Uh, no, no, definitely not, Andre. <laughs> <laughs> so at one point I said, fuck it, man. Let's go. Uh, we need to do, let's go. Let's do, let's, let's go big. And, you know, I don't have the spirit of trying, of doing something bad, Lois. So we're, I think we should aim high on all our pursuits. So why not? And, uh, now we're with this monster conference with, uh, you know, as I said before, over 120 speakers confirmed a stadium, um, you know, workshop areas, uh, hardware areas, kids areas, women's events, golf championships, festival, music festivals, boat trips, hiking, <laughs> a whole week of stuff. Uh, but you know, in the, the most important is the, is the, is the talks. And this is a major opportunity to, to pursue some of our goals. And, um, we have an amazing, amazing program being designed for the main stage and the open source stage. Um, that I think will, is going to blow people's mind. Absolutely. And don't worry about that week uh, last year being unprofessional. Like uh, that was, that week was spectacular, man. And I think I speak for all of us that we're like internally grateful for you putting that thing together. I, I, we all had an amazing time. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Madeira speaks for itself. Like one thing I'm thinking about is Gigi in his green suit. How do you find him on the island? Because the island is completely green itself. So he must be even better camouflaged over there than he is anywhere else, right? <laughs> it's hard. And we already have our lizards of our own, so it's hard to spot. <laughs> uh, it's probably mating in a rock. <laughs> by this but mating in a rock? <laughs> we have here the small lizards. I think he's procreating. So it's kind of nice. We're letting him go because we need a bunch of Gigi's. So I, but he's cloning himself. <laughs> yeah, so Gigi is a shape-shifting lizard. Exactly. That's yeah. the, that's the uh, theory now. Yeah. He's either between two ferns or two Asics. That's my suspicion. We should do something with the two princes again because they'll, they'll be here for the conference. Yeah, between two princes. That's a great, the, the great title for a show. Just not speaking besides the yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah they'll, they'll just be, yeah. I'll talk to them about it. So what, what about the music festival? What, what artists have you booked? So it's being headlined by Theo Katzman, American artist, great music. Uh, you should listen if you don't know him. Uh, he's part of a band, a very well-known band called Wolfpack. 
So we are very fortunate to have him. Uh, but we'll also have um, other people like Joe Martin, Napa. Um, Napa is a modern band, and we'll have many others. Um, hopefully, at least two more uh, that we're still uh, going for. Uh, but it's it's already you know it's already a great festival, and 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 the setting is amazing. We're gonna see the the picture soon uh, when we launch the landing page. It's in Quinta Magnolia, which is a, a park. An old quinta, so a scenorial house that was recovered to be a park nowadays. Beautiful, big, a lot of greenery. It's an amazing setting, and it's just very near the main venue. So on Saturday, when the the programming on the main venue is finished, around 6 p.m., uh, it's just 30 seconds to one minute down walking, and you'll be at the music festival for uh, to continue the celebrations. Excellent. Uh, it sounds absolutely awesome. What would what would a success look like to you? What what do you want to really get out of the conference? That's a good question, man. Well, besides you know the the obvious, we want to make it you know an amazing week. We hope everyone you know most of all that that we see happy people around for a week, and that everybody enjoys the conference. And there's some you know that we are financially. Healthy, of course, that helps as well because it, this grew into a monster, and um, you know it's it was part of the of the goals in the beginning because this this is special in in that sense as well is that it is a conference organized by Frimadera. So besides all the other goals that I'm going to explain soon, we also wanted to be a way to fund the Frimadera projects all year round. So the profit will revert back to the non-profit. And this is always, my field friends are always confused by this, the non-profit. You know, we're a non-profit, but the idea is to be sustainable. We want to make money, right? Sure. Uh, we don't want, like, people think of a non-profit as, you know, getting government subsidies to bullshit. Not our case at all. We're not getting government subsidies, by the way. So I, I think people should realize this, by the way. When we say we have support from the government, it's not financial. We want to be sustainable, so we want to, you know, to revert profits back to our actions and our plans all year round at Frimadana. So that's very important. It's not going to private pockets. But yeah, you know, in most, I have a lot of goals, not only one. But, you know, let's try to recap all of them. I, I guess one of the most important and the whole reason we did the layer one tickets, which have a special price for residents, is to take this great opportunity to try an orange pill the most local people that you can right so it's a big goal to bring you know pre-plebs pre-coiners let's uh to the conference people who are curious but don't know enough yet because you know we want to we went on board the, the most that we can on this escape edge and we want people to realize how important Bitcoin can be to this island on, on everything that touches from, from, from money itself to, to the energy part to, to many other aspects of it. So that, that's one of the main goals. The other goal is also on the locals, but more on the official part. So government officials, public entities, private parties, uh, that we want to invite. So they can, especially for some selected targets on some of the conversations and some of the people that we're inviting, so they can understand better uh, the proposition for their own interests. Um, you know, 
good example, you know, the public power company guys, you know, to keep the, we already started the conversations, but they need still to see they I think they're going to be amazed by Troy Cross block uh, called energy abundance. Uh, that is, it's going to have, I don't know, around 14 or 15 amazing people on their own uh, expertises inside the energy space talking about all the, the different projects they're working on uh, or, 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 or developing in, in their own uh, jurisdictions. And some of them can be adapted easily to our island and would make, I don't think real, they realize the difference it would make to Madeira. We're an island, uh, we're an isolated grid. Uh, we import, we still import most of our fuel from the outside. Yeah, we, we could go even deeper on that block because I think it's one of the most bullish, bullish ones for me. Uh, but this is the kind of thing we want to do. So bring the government officials, bring the um, public entities, private parties that work on, you know, for example, a lot of them invest in renewable energies that they sell back to the grid. Uh, and could be a lot more profitable by integrating Bitcoin mining in their operations. Uh, but there are many other things on the remittances, on the, all the other aspects that Bitcoin touches that we're inviting selected people to come. So that's another big goal of the conference. So when you say importing uh, like fossil fuels, uh, that's that's for the electricity grid, uh, like uh, right? That's for the power grid. Uh, there are some diesel generators yes, on the island. Because I don't, I don't know if. Someone told you, but electrical cars need to charge somewhere. I don't know if, ah. or I think it's. <laughs> yeah, but, but, was it safe? Hey, they I, called I, them a, an auxiliary engine, like auxiliary diesel engine. <laughs> offset, a, yeah, that was actually a great expression. Like they offset their fuel consumption or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, so the engine is in a different place than in the car, but there's still an engine somewhere. And I, yeah, you know, it's, it really bothers me. And I do have electrical cars for the companies, but I know, I know, I realize that electrical cars nowadays in Madeira, they run on 75% fuel consumption. Okay. So it's a bit better than the others, <laughs> but they costed a lot more and ex extracted a lot of more minerals and <laughs> materials out of the earth. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's just, you know, but Bitcoin mining can help, okay? So if they really want to increase the renewables, and we can, that's, a, a, again, another Bitcoin rabbit hole, I guess, but it's a very important uh, aspect, in my view, that Bitcoin can help here in Madeira. And it could, in fact, reduce the fuel imports and also actually reduce the fertilizer imports as well. Because, for example, on the biomass uh, project, one of the outputs of the energy generation of the biomass stuff that is anaerobically digested, it's actually fucking fertilizer. One-to-one. -one. Okay, they, they, they nowadays import synthetic stuff, which is actually worse than the one produced by the biomass generator. Um, they import from elsewhere. Again, bringing sheep and fuel consumption and all of that. So, so you want to import less shit here. instead of gluing yourself to the to the tarmac on the road that the government builds. Uh, you know, go fucking do a biomass project. Yeah, yeah. So, so you have to l import less shit in the future, then, uh, literally. 
Yeah. Uh, like if I'm going to play the devil's advocate for electric cars in Funchal specifically, they could really help there with noise levels and uh, all the fumes from all the cars. Like that's that's like the only downside of Funchal I see. Or the the traffic is horrible. It's just not that bad, man. You're overreacting on the traffic thing. I I take my kids in five. Yeah, I take it back immediately. Madeira is fantastic. No, but I, it was way worse in Lisbon when I lived in Lisbon. That's crazy. And so, but getting back to the goals, um, there's also a, a, another goal, and that's part of the also why the government is supporting this whole thing. And, and we can go uh, on the president, and you know, one thing is is having the president orange filled, and he's not fully orange filled, but he, he understands a lot more now. Uh, there's a bunch of layers of people below him that are still very, very far away from, from understanding all of this. But they do know that beyond the president's mind, one of the, one of the big goals for Madara is to offset the, or no, I won't put it that way. So do not rely so much on the tourism as the motor of the economy and being able to diversify and, you know, bring human capital and business capital to the island and, you know, support uh, new technologies as much as they can and basically make Madeira, uh, um, make it more um, inviting for businesses and families um, so that we can, you know, create wealth and growth and, you know, and, and have more quality of life overall for everyone. Um, and this is Bitcoin as part of that. So it's for him, it's just part of the strategy. Uh, to attract um, new generations uh, of more technological generations, I guess, to the island and support them in their work. Um, hence the Bitcoin business hub. It's, it's very important for us. And, you know, we're attracting a lot of Bitcoiners from elsewhere because of the conference. So it's an opportunity for them to come to visit the island. You know, we trust, don't verify, you know, see with your own eyes uh, what's happening here. And maybe a lot of them will you know, choose to stay or maybe regard it in the future as one of one possibility. And we're here, and I mean, Frimadara will be here to help them uh, all the way um, on their process if they do choose to come. And actually, for the last few months, it's been incredible. Even before the conference, we've been getting a lot of requests. Um, a lot of people came already. Uh, a lot of people are considering, a lot of people are visiting to verify, and we have companies incorporating already. So I think we can consider it as a success already. Uh, it's working. Uh, great to hear. Uh, another thing on my mind is like, the, the I know there's a Bitcoin conference, a more technical Bitcoin conference every year on the Azores. Oh, Kevin's, Kevin is here in Madara, by the way. Uh, is the guy who organizes uh, BTC Azores, the unconference. Uh, he's here right now because he's the, the the invited guest speaker for tomorrow's meetup. Oh, fantastic. And how is the... So I was just about to ask how uh, the collaboration between the two projects are, are going, but I guess they're going swell if he's there yes. and being at the meetup. <laughs> yes. Well, he's coming for our meetup and he's staying in one of our apartments, so I think... I think it's going well. And he's going to be at the conference and supporting us through Wizard Sardin. So it's great. 
Uh, do you have any comment on on that? Uh, there's some speculation that the that the Azores is actually probably the most likely location of the historical Atlantis because uh, eleven thousand eight hundred years ago the Azores would have had a bit of a higher uh, ridge there, so it's more likely that it was the center of the civilization that was lost when the Younger Dryas impact uh, occurred and the 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 lost civilization was destroyed. Do you have any comment on that, Andre? I know you're very mythological and way more knowledgeable about this subject than I am. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, uh, it was just a cool name, man. We're in I'm the middle of the Atlantis. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, we're in the middle of the Atlantis, and we were uh, inspired by this book by Francis Bacon called "The New Atlantis," which is actually great. I, I I recommend because it's just an interesting book by itself. And to sum it up, uh, it's uh, it's basically about this higher or advanced pop population that lived in this island supposedly in the middle of the Atlantic between Madeira and Azores somewhere. Uh, let's put it in the middle. So let's, let's <laughs> uh, that, that it was a very advanced and enlightened uh, population. Uh, and it's all about this magical island in the middle of the Atlantic. We thought it was perfect for, for our case. And uh, even the, the music festival is going to be called Atlas because of that. Uh, you know, Atlas is the, was the Oh, I don't know the whole story, but the king of the, of the place and so on. There's a whole story behind it. Um, Francis Bacon, you say. I, I would say that Denmark is more bacon than France. Um, France is more like uh, wine and cheese and snails and shit. I, I, I get the reference. <laughs> but I think you have to include the, the UK as well in that uh, conversation. Because if I'm not mistaken, Francis Bacon is... From London, or at yeah, least but they have shit bacon over there. Just shit foods all over England. But man, so when I go to England, I cannot complain because thank God for immigration, and we have the best international cuisine there. <laughs> Just don't go to English restaurants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the best English dish ever is tikka masala. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you don't like so much cheese, Knut. Uh, th yeah, that's, uh, that always baffles me at British restaurants when they ask me, would you like mushy peas or garden peas? Well, like you just answered that quote, the very question you're asking, like, what the fuck do you think? Why would anyone on earth want mushy peas? It's disgusting. My question is, why would you want either of them? I think peas are a garbage vegetable. Absolutely. Fiat. Yeah. But love and understanding. Okay. Peas, not so much. I actually hate peas. Yeah, I don't know who, who wouldn't. I don't know who chooses to eat peas. Is there Toddlers? a pea poncho? Oh. Uh, the, the not me. <laughs> Let's not do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the name sort of sounds sort of disgusting. You know, pea poncho. It could be misinterpreted. Well, but you, but you do get, contrary to the UK, you do get a lot of good food in Madeira. So be prepared yeah. to eat and, you know, Back with a few more kilos and uh, don't forget to try the shptadas and the shptadas and uh, don't touch the fucking banana fish. That's uh, that's how you survive on Madeira. Uh, a lot of people like the banana fish anyway. Just look at Daniel. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he's he's from. You, you guessed can. it. <laughs> <laughs> that's no relation to fish banana, the, the Norwegian and on, is it? Or no, no, it doesn't. So even yeah, fish banana. If you're listening to this, don't. If you go to Madeira, don't order yourself at the restaurant. Like. It's a piece of fish with a banana on top, and you know sometimes they even put passion fruit 
thing on top. So everything that will grows, Alan, they just show it up. They're yeah. gonna piss off a lot of your neighbors now, Under. You realize that, right? They got <laughs> you're depriving them of their livelihood. It's better than <laughs> mushy peas. Everything's better than mushy peas. All right. So if you're if you're deciding which conference to to go to in uh, in early spring 2024, uh, also go to the conference in Bedford because we like you as well, Peter. But anyway, yeah, we, we like a bit, but you better get some good food there because there's none. Ah, yeah. Good luck with it that. You. We can send some spatada. For- <laughs> Yeah, send some spitada to uh, to Bedford, please. <laughs> All right, pulling this back uh, just a little bit. Um, can you can you maybe tell us uh, uh, how things are going in terms of the Bitcoin adoption on Madeira? Like it, it really se- seems like it's going yeah, well. What we, we hear, you know, Knut uh, was talking about the merchant adoption, and we diverted the conversation <laughs> completely. Knut knows that in the beginning, I was not very, I won't say interested, but I was not pushing merchant adoption a lot because, you know, in the beginning, there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of Bitcoiners around and the community was still beginning, I guess, or growing. And I didn't see the point to onboard a lot of merchants before, you know, there was a circular economy going on. And well, I, I basically just didn't want to see some merchant complaining six months six months after that it didn't have any BTC payment, and I, I think it could backlash. So, uh, but at one point we decided to invert our positions drastically, of course, because of the conference mainly, right? Because when we did decide to do the conference and in such big numbers, we I suddenly realized, oh shit, we need to start with the merchants right now because the community is growing. Um, you know, and, and we'll have 5,000, hopefully 5,000 Bitcoin all around Funchal for a week. We need to start right now. And uh, our first official hire for Primadera was Charlie that has actually a very interesting story of his own. Charlie escaped Venezuela with his mother with Bitcoin in his head. It's an f- amazing story. And is very, very happy to be the first, uh, he so tells me every day, <laughs> very happy to be the first hire of Bitcoin. And he couldn't be happier doing what he's doing, which is now, as I call him, the, the open merchant rabbit, um, the Bitcoin merchant rabbit. And he goes all over Madeira, uh, onboarding new merchants. And I am completely, utterly surprised by the reception we've been having from, from the merchants. It's, we didn't have any refusal so far. Everybody's accepting. Everybody's curious. 80% of them are keeping the sats because we give them the option of, of keeping the sats or exchanging for euros. Uh, they're keeping the sats uh, non-custodially. And, you know, everything's working very, very well. It's crazy. And now that we have the community growing by, by the, every day, uh, every day at Cork, people arrive with their coffees or with their lunches, with their, you know, they go to the pharmacy, they, they, they pay in sets. It's, it's growing exponentially. You can go to BTC maps and check for yourself. It's like <laughs> we're in the bull market of uh, merchant adoption in, in Fushal. It's, and it's fucking great to see. Fantastic news. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, it's going to be great. Uh, I can just feel it. Like, what, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> Famous <laughs> last fun. words, I know, but... Do you think 
many things can go wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, our, actually, our goal is to minimize the, the most of things that can go wrong. Collateral damage. Uh. <laughs> All right. You might have noticed that we've recently partnered with Amber App. After our episode with Izzy, their CEO and our close friend, we knew we would have to partner with them in some way. If you haven't seen our episode with Izzy, definitely go check it out. You'll see why it's such a great fit. And honestly, they're following the orange glowing light like Izzy always says. And that's exactly what we try to do here at the Freedom Footprint Show. The big news about Amber App is that on Jan 3, 2024, they're going to be launching their version 2.0. I've seen some of the screenshots and it looks fantastic. They're going to be including a non-custodial on-chain wallet, an anonymous lightning wallet, a fiat wallet. And finally, it's going to be an exchange, of course. It's going to be just this super app. They're also going to be launching globally. Everyone's going to be able to use it. We're really excited about all that. Stay tuned with us and you'll hear all about it. And for now, check out their website, amber.app and the episode with Izzy to find out more. Next up, Wasabi Wallet, the privacy by default, open source, non-custodial Bitcoin wallet with CoinJoin built in. It's the easy-to-use, comprehensive, affordable way to make your coins private. And the best part is they've been making huge improvements to the app. They're really focusing on the user experience, adding advanced features for power users. They just keep getting better. You send your coins to your Wasabi wallet, and they get combined with loads of other coins using the Wabi-Sabi protocol, so they're private on the other end. Your tracks are covered, so you can work on expanding your freedom footprint without worrying about your privacy. So... Check out wasabiwallet.io and download Wasabi today. How does a normal day look for Andre Loja? Like, uh, what is your daily routine? Like, yeah, I'm just curious. There's a bunch of meetings, I guess. Well, it changed a lot for the last few months, that's for sure. But yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm a family man, so I have four kids, four small kids. So it kind of starts the, the same way every day. <laughs> Waking up three kids to go to primary school. <laughs> in the morning and you know um just running around yeah. <laughs> trying to be sane until i drop them at school um and then the whole craziness of the day starts and you know all my other business they didn't stop so i still have a bunch to do um on the other side uh but i've been mostly you know i've been mostly busy with the conference of course so i, I think for the last few months i've been Using it, abusing Zoom calls a lot <laughs> and just, you know, value sightings and, you know, partners and conversations and you know, emails, a lot of emails and, and signal messages and telegram messages and Twitter messages. So it's, <laughs> it's been kind of crazy. Uh, but I don't think I can, I, I can give you like a, a regular day, except that you know, I always go home and pick up the kids again. <laughs> Or the last part of the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? So, kid in three kids in one hand and the telephone in the other, right? Well, it's four, but then you usually also have like tennis lessons, ballet lessons. So I'm driving around a lot as well. Yeah. I mean, tell me about it. I have I have two kids, and I know how how tough that is. It's all good. I, you know, I they're amazing. Um, when I don't want to throw them out the window, they're amazing. So. Uh, and that's a good way of, uh, you know, boiling it down, I guess. <laughs> the, the the moments where you don't want to throw them out of the window, they're lovely. 
Uh, yeah. Well, uh, by the way, you told me a fantastic story in Amsterdam that I, I, I talked to uh, Dominic Frisby about uh, here uh, about a week ago. And uh, le- like, le- let's hear the original story here about that permit for installing a window instead of permit for removing a window. I love that story so much. Funny story. That was my father-in-law. Um, that was his story, uh, apparently a true story when he was working at the municipal municipality of Lisbon. So it was just making fun of fiat bullshit, right? And bureaucracy, right? Uh, the permits and the red tape and the licensing, sometimes it's on, on the municipalities for construction. It's so stupid some of the times that a guy in Lisbon was very smart. So he had this, this building and one of the facades didn't have a window. And the guy really wanted to do a window there. So, but he thought, you know, if I go through the, you know, the whole legal process, it's going to be a pain in the ass. And, you know, they're probably just going to refuse. So he sent a permit uh, request as well, but to remove a window. So, yeah, I love this. I want to remove the window out of his facade and, and he got clearance. Well, not clearance. He got a refusal, a refusal saying no, rejected, yeah. not the window, <laughs> put in the window and it was okay. And I think it's it was so brilliant. Perfect. It's brilliant. And it's, uh, actually, um, so true because you go, uh, you know, and as a businessman for the last 15 years of my life, you go through so mu- much bullshit and red tape and just really on, on the bottom of it, just stupid stuff, really, that they don't even have the ability to control or verify or whatnot. And they just block your way. So I, I totally approve this kind of creativity to, <laughs> to go around it. <laughs> So it's a perfect example on how to navigate fiat life without getting crazy. <laughs> yeah, remember to send in your application to pay your taxes and get it rejected. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like how how does Madeira differ from mainland Portugal there? Because Madeira is a semi-autonomous region, right? So so what kinds of of benefits do that give to Madeira? Like uh I know like all islands, there's more of a like communal feeling and family feeling like you, you don't really have to, to worry about too much of the bullshit. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, I agree with that statement a lot. There's, there's this, I don't know, overwhelming feeling that you're almost, um, that you're different from the mainland Portugal somehow, just because you are separated physically, I guess. There's also this, this very special Islander feeling. Uh, I was actually discussing this with the, well, with someone on, on my 1000 Zoom calls that I had for the last two months, um, about this feeling of, of the ocean and being so surrounded by the ocean. And oh, yeah, we were discussing how, and this really happens, how an Islander can feel claustrophobic. In, in a place where he doesn't see the sea around them for a long time. Um, this really happens. So uh, yeah. overall, there's a, there's a, there's a feeling of, uh, being, being connected to all, all of the other islanders that share this little piece of land in the middle of the Atlantic. But besides that, um, 
that feeling, um, there's also the, the legal stuff, I guess. So we are a semi-autonomous region. We have our own government. We have our own parliament. Uh, but, you know, the semi part is very important. So we are not fully independent. We still have to abide um, by the general main rules, especially on the, the most important stuff like taxes and defense and you know stuff like that. And here there's some, them, some, for example, on the taxes, there's some percentage of difference that you can apply. And there's certain rules that someone decided by, because it was windy day of the North that it should be, you know, 30% because it made sense, right? Because they know everything. So they created this whole legal structure with the mainland that we have to abide. But we do have uh, a lot more flexibility. So we can, uh, on, on a lot of the areas, we can pursue our own uh, ideas, I guess, or at least the ideas of the government, um, because it's a democracy. So every, the people represented in the government, right? So it's our own ideas, right? So at least the mainstream media told me so. And, um, and yeah, but we, we do have, we do have a lot more flexibility and I cannot complain. Uh, I think there's a feeling here of more sovereignty than in the mainland. Uh, more, I think people at least think they're more capable of designing their own destiny, I guess, in a way. And, um, and I cannot complain overall, as, as you well know, uh, but that is a great place to live with all even with all the fiat bullshit that that you see everywhere, right? Especially within the EU, that you cannot escape it. Um, overall, we cannot complain at all. Quality of life here is amazing. We do have very good infrastructure, as the group saw it very well in June last year. Um, we had some Canadian large guys very impressed with. The, with the, with the tunnels and the and the roads, you know, builds the roads. <laughs> apparently, apparently, EU gives us free money to build roads. You know, that's amazing. Um, so we did it, and they oh, they 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 definitely used that money to build a lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, life is good overall here. The show is also sponsored by Orange Bill app, the Bitcoin-only social network where you can stack friends who stack sats. You can connect with your favorite Bitcoiners on the app, make local connections, and even connect with Bitcoiners around the world. You can see what's going on in your local area and connect with Bitcoiners around you. I've been to multiple events organized on Orange Bill app, and they brought Bitcoiners together from all over. And now with group chat, it's easier than ever to stay in touch with all of your Bitcoin friends. The best part is that you know it's high signal, there's no spam on Orange Pill app because everyone pays to be there. So download Orange Pill app on Apple or Android, send me or Canoe to DM, and start building your local network of Bitcoiners today. Next up, the Bitcoin way. Their mission is to onboard, educate, and remove barriers to taking self-custody of your Bitcoin. They cover everything from cold wallets to nodes, no KYC Bitcoin purchases, inheritance planning, payments, and more. Whether you're new to Bitcoin or you're an experienced Bitcoiner looking to expand your freedom footprint, or you know someone who this sounds perfect for, the Bitcoin Way has something for you. They have a skilled team, well-versed in the Bitcoin space, and their goal is to make all the complexities of Bitcoin as straightforward as possible for everyone. And the best part is you can get started with a free 30-minute call with their team. Go to thebitcoinway.com contact for more info. 
Our newest sponsor is Geyser. They are the portal to the creator economy on Bitcoin. On Geyser, creators can monetize their work through their communities in a social and engaging way, and supporters can send sats to their favorite projects. Geyser has also recently integrated with Zaps and Podcasting 2.0, so every Zap sent to a Geyser address shows up on the Geyser page. We have a Geyser fund ourselves. It's the best way to support our show directly with Bitcoin. So whether you're a creator or a supporter, check out Geyser at geyser.fund today. By the way, speaking of democracy, I, I, I read that book that you recommended to me in Amsterdam, the Beyond Democracy. Really good one. We just translated it to Portuguese. We're going to launch it soon. Yeah. Uh, so the, it, to me, it was sort of a condensed and more accessible version of Hoppe's Democracy, the God that Failed. You, you recommended many times to read that book. I still didn't. Uh, I have a backlash of, I don't know, 70 books to read. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't really need to read that one after having read this one, I guess. Yeah, but that one's really small and really concise and to the point. I really liked it. Um, so yeah, Beyond Democracy, yeah. So, yeah, definitely a book recommendation. Yeah, I contacted the authors and they were really, really nice. And they agreed that I did the translation. And I actually, I'm, I'm about to send them invites to come to the conference. I hope they accept. Can you give me their contact details or give us their contact details so we can have them on here? Yeah, of course I will. And they were amazing. The book is amazing. And I think it's a very concise way of explaining how, why democracy is not going to work. It doesn't work and it's not going to work in the future. So. No, uh, the w one funny takeaway from the book is that there's nothing about democracy in the American Constitution, which, like, uh, everyone thinks there is, and like, we need to fight for democracy and stuff, but there's nothing about it in, in the Constitution. Anyway, that's a book recommendation. So, um, have you heard from Cristiano? No, actually, two days ago, I heard uh, mainstream news about the guy that he was being sued in the United States for promoting NFT bullshit for Binance. So you lay your own bed, I hope you learn, and maybe we have a VIP ticket for you, Ronaldo, if you want to come to the conference. Uh, no shit, coiners. No, Don't no, 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 come. no, 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 so come and learn. We won't discuss shitcoins for sure, but if you're a shitcoiner, please come. You'll be very welcome. Yeah. Okay then. Uh, no shitcoiners. No speakers, further comment. No, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, that's clarification, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Totally. You have to. I was a shitcoiner myself, but yes, you're forgiven. Yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is all atonement for that, right? That's why you're doing this whole thing. Why? <laughs> It's my path of misery and... Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> but instead of the Santiago path on my knees, I decided to do this huge conference in the middle of the Atlantic <laughs> to forgive myself. I, I think this is a, sort of a good point to wrap it up. Luke, what do you say? Yeah, this, like, this, uh, this, is being, this is being awesome, Andre. Awesome always to hear about uh, what's going on over Madeira. Can't wait. To finally get on Madeira myself, I've never been. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I can't wait. And uh, yeah, sounds like it's going to be awesome. So uh, anything else you'd like to uh, mention or direct people to or anything like that? Well, do follow us on, on, on the handles uh, Bitcoin Atlantis and Free Madeira Org on Twitter. 
uh, we're also in in a few other places, but you know, and, and also the 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 main web pages, freemetal.com and bitcoinatlantis.com. Sub- subscribe to the newsletter. I think that's the the one of the ways to keep updated on the information and all the news we're launching for the conference and also for Freema Data, but especially for the conference right now, uh, because we send a, an occasional newsletter with all with everything that's been announced uh, on the previous weeks. Uh, and yeah, do come. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be an amazing week in Madara. Madara is uh, already a great place to spend some vacations. Um, bring your wife, bring your kids. We have a kids area inside the venue. We're making it family friendly. There will even be women's events as well and other parties and, and a, lot, a lot of cool stuff for you to join or not, or just go on, you know, just rent a car and go drive around the island, sightseeing. Uh, you know, skinny dipping or sun bowling or whatever you want to do around the data. <laughs> Enjoy the week. Uh, it's going to be great. Fantastic. Yeah. And you can use code Knut for 10% off, I think, or your ticket. Uh, I, do we have the freedom code? I don't remember the name of that. I don't code. remember. It's fine. It's fine. It's easy. Yeah. Yeah. For ten percent off your ticket, and go to an island apart. For uh, if you if you still have any apartments available for the conference, I don't know if you do. Well, in the in the at the Bitcoin Atlantis uh, website, um, there's a plan your event um, page where you can see all the figures, not only the vacation rentals but also the hotels and rental cars and activities and so on. So go there for a discount code on those partners as well. And um, and when you purchase a ticket, you're all you'll always be redirected to that page. So there's many options from you know five star hotels to just more affordable options. There's there's something for everyone. Yeah, and uh, on the Free Madeira webpage, you can also find a little documentary we made last year about how we started this whole organization. So that's a that's that's a, a fun little move or another. Uh, uh, video recording session during Atlantis. Yeah, we're looking forward so much to all of this, uh, Andre, and we'll we'll uh, figure out how to move ahead with this thing. I, I'm look personally looking forward to getting more involved with the organization uh, again. Like uh, we had more regular meetings and and stuff in the beginning, and I think we can start like working on this thing, and I can be on the island a bit more often uh, to get things moving again. Uh, uh, I've been traveling a lot the last year, so so uh, I haven't really had the time to be on Madeira too much. But I'm looking forward to coming back for sure and and uh, see this thing through. Well, anyway, great chat. Uh, see you in a couple of months, and uh, yeah, probably see you online before that. So uh, uh, good luck with everything and uh, fantastic work. Thank you guys for having me again. Thanks, Andre. And uh, Knut has forgotten our, our new sign-off phrase. So have a great rest of your life, Andre. That's how we're signing off. Yeah, today. have a great rest of your life. Like, yeah, Thanks. that's the friend, friendliest thing we could think of. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and brush your damn teeth. <laughs> this has been the Freedom Goodbye, children. Thanks for listening. Yes, goodbye, children. And bye, Andre. Thanks again.